Hello, Prescott, and welcome to Prescott Talks. My name is Glenn Martin. I'm the host, brought to you by E! News, our news media. And um, today I'm very proud to have my guest today is Daniel McCarthy, who is running for U.S. Senate for Arizona. And welcome, Daniel. Thank you for coming in and spending some time with us. Yes. Um, we got a lot to talk about. I know there's been, you know, you've been on the show before. We've talked before. And... Uh, a uh, whole lot of stuff has happened since then, <laughs> and, uh, and it's a pleasure to have you in again. So uh, why don't you just let me know kind of what's been going on the last couple months? Well, I've gotten a lot better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the nice thing is, is that maybe I'll be coherent as I go through this conversation. It, it's, um, we're in the fight of our lives as a country and uh, as a state, and I am very happy that I'm in the fight. Mm-hmm. I, I think if... I would have been going through what we all just went through with this little jolting exercise. That's what I'll call it with this coronavirus. I think if I would not have ran, if I had decided not to, and I was sitting in my living room going through that, I would have gone crazy. Going so the wall. I, God has a great sense of humor because yeah. I, I'm, I'm happy to be in the race and I'm, we're excited. Uh, about 40, by the time this is watched, uh, about 45 days until early ballots hit the mail. Yeah. So we're, we're ready to go. Yeah, and you are on the ballot, so that yep. was something that happened since the last time we met. Yes, is you've got your signatures; they've all been put in, and you are on the ballot. And during the, during the uh, primary, or yeah, during the primary. That's right. So the so. primary is August fourth, mm-hmm. and Martha and I are the only candidates on the ballot for the Republican primary. So all you have to do is remember the other guy. You yeah. don't even have to. Yeah. You don't even remember my name. Okay, <laughs> just uh, Martha and I, and then obviously whoever wins the general. I mean, the primary will move on to the general in November. Right. Okay. Yep. Gotcha. And um, so, uh, since you've been running, you you know, let's talk. Well, let's just back up a little bit. Let's mm-hmm. talk about some of the things that you stand for. Sure. Because maybe there's somebody out there watching right now who hasn't heard you or what you stand for. First of all, you're a conservative Republican, and I'll let you speak to what you what your platform sure so my background is the american dream and i mean that i can't emphasize that enough my family and i have enjoyed the luxuries of this country in ways that uh, we hope that families do Uh, i grew up in a phenomenal home and my my wife and i have been married for almost 17 years we have four beautiful children uh, we have remarkable businesses. My businesses are uh, range from cosmetics all the way to real estate. I, I have my hands involved with a ton of different business ventures. I'm an entrepreneur by nature, and we have had a lot of success. Our businesses have been successful uh, globally. We have a global brand. We have a national brand. Uh, we have a uh, Arizona brand. So uh, we have, we've just enjoyed uh, good business. And... This race happened organically. Uh, this was something I decided to do based on a lot of prayer, a lot of consideration. Uh, it, it actually, you, you remember this because you were watching at that time, but for those of you that weren't paying attention at that time, uh, there was a process of about 90 days that uh, we went through a due diligence period to, to consider this race. We ultimately decided to run, uh, but I don't think any candidates ever gone through as thorough of, of due diligence as we did. We dissected the race. We talked to from J.D. Hayworth to uh, you name the, the people we, we dug in. And uh, we are looking forward to bringing Arizona back to the Barry Goldwater country that I think yeah. all of us are, are kind of craving, you know, yeah. so. Yeah, you know, I, I look at you and I, I see, I watched you from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. And um, a lot of times I think of it kind of like the Donald Trump, if you will. You know, there's a guy who 
was sitting at home and, and was doing very well and, and living the American dream and said, there's something wrong here. There's something going on and I don't see the solution. I need to get involved. It's exactly right. It got to the point for me where it became so aggravating because I have, unlike uh, Trump, I, I've been involved with politics on the outside. I mean, I, I helped out President Trump's campaign. I donated a lot of money to his campaign, but I also, I went out and knocked doors. I mean, I'm, I'm active. Mm -hmm. So when election season comes around, I find candidates that I want to help, I get behind them and help them. I've been a PC for the Republican Party for about 10 years, so I've sat in the back of the room, and I was the guy, by the way, I don't talk very much. Mm -hmm. this is, like, I'm the guy that kind of lets other people do things. I, so this was literally a last resort. It, I got to the point where I realized no one was going to run this race. Mm -hmm. It looked like Martha was going to lose another Senate seat pretty easily. Mm -hmm. So I don't want to live in a royal blue state. Uh, we watched what they did in Colorado, Virginia, Nevada, California. Yeah. I'm, we're not going to let that happen here in Arizona. So that's what this is all about. I'm a constitutional conservative, and, and, and we look forward to, like I said, raising the bar in the United States Senate. And, and, and some of the things that we've talked to, and, and just we'll hit a little, just lightly, pro-Second Amendment, uh, supporter of the Second Amendment, supporter of the border and, Im and our immigration laws. Can you talk a little bit more about Yeah, Se Second Amendment specifically was when Martha came out and she said in August that she supported the governor's red flag initiatives. As soon as she said that, I knew we were about to lose the Senate seat because that's our best argument. Mm -hmm. I mean, a lot of people don't even really like Republicans, they're independents, but they vote with us because they want their gun rights protected, especially in Arizona, 2.6 million gun owners. I mean, this is, we have a lot of gun owners here. So I knew that we needed someone that was, uh, you know, unequivocally a no on any laws whatsoever. As a matter of fact, we need someone that's going to be aggressive on offense when it comes to gun. There's already too many gun, gun laws on the books. Yeah. Uh, that aren't enforced, yes, by the way. Yes, it's, you know? it's, well, I'm sorry, go no, ahead. No, no, it's, it's just, I, I was surprised to hear a Republican uh, running for federal Senate in Arizona try to pull that off. So we had to primary her. We have to win this primary. Uh, Second Amendment's a big one, obviously, like you said. Borders are, are a big one. I, my entire life, I'm 35 years old. Mm -hmm. My entire life, the border's been a problem. I mean, I've been listening to this from my parents in the kitchen table when I was a young kid, you know? So it's gotten to the point where I said, okay, enough's enough. When, you, when we win this, I'm gonna go to Washington, D.C., swear in, and then I'm gonna get right back here. I'm gonna park on the border. We need a senator's presence on the border so this problem is solved. Uh, 30 million illegal aliens in this country right now. So uh, we're going to fix these problems. I, I, I remember Ronald Reagan when he was going to fix the border and give amnesty. So I'm a little bit older than you are. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's been a problem everything, since I can remember as well, Daniel. And you're right. Uh, again, you know, uh, that was one of the President Trump's strong points was <laughs> his border policy, his immigration. And, you know, uh, we, we certainly want to allow people to come in and, and, and to our country, but we want them to come through the front door. Yes. And um, I, I don't think that's an argumentative point, but we do need no. to, you know, a, a country without borders is not a country. That's exactly right. We don't have a country without a border. And, and furthermore, it's okay for us to say we want the best mm -hmm. that the world has to offer. Mm -hmm. And sometimes the best is the hungry and is the, is the needy, right? Yeah, yeah. It's okay. Yeah. We just have to have the legal mechanisms in place to do it the right way so we can vet right. those people properly and do things. There's too much lawlessness going on. Mm -hmm. So it's, I'm excited to get, in, get, in, 
Yeah, and, and again, it's just the human trafficking, the human suffering on the one side, and the other side is, you know, we've got the best guys and gals out there on the Border Patrol, you know, that, you know, they're out there doing this thankless job, and, and they need our support as well. They need your support um, in the Senate. Yes, I've been down to the border now a, a number of times, countless times, since I started this race. I go down, I don't tell people about it because for security and everything else, sure. there's holes in the wall. So they're building this brand new wall and there's holes due to these national monuments. Yeah. And see what it is for your listeners out there, the left is so good. They know how to weaponize every little vulnerability that we have. Every little vulnerability, they'll attack it. So we have a, a, along the border, what's called monuments, Glenn, okay? They're these cinder blocks that stand about two feet off the ground. Mm -hmm. There's 273 of them, I think, something like that. They're cinder blocks. On one side, they say Mexico. On one side, they say the United States. Right, right. The left has labeled those as national monuments, okay? <laughs> so you go down to see the wall, and there's these gaps that you could fit 10 semis through right. in the wall. And there's 270 of these gaps. Mm -hmm. and well, you can't, you can't make this it's stuff so porous. Yeah, exactly. I, you know, we were uh, you and I both. I saw you uh, a couple weeks ago or last weekend, and Quan Win, who's running for uh, Arizona House LD One, mm -hmm. was talking about the barriers that he saw down there. And these are the World War Two big, the big X's <laughs> yeah. that they used on Normandy. And, uh, you know, and Quan was talking about it. He says, I'm 57 years old and I can jump those, you know, That's I mean, right. it's like, you know, we need some real border security, some, you know, not only a wall, but the technology that goes yeah. along with it and the boots on the ground and support those boots to do the J-O-B. These boots on the ground that you're referencing to these great men and women that are on the border, these people put their life on the line down there. I mean, this is cartel area. This is, it's, it's very dangerous. They're chasing these people on foot. There's a border patrol agent that broke his leg uh, some time back because he was a, a, on a foot apprehension. I mean, this is crazy. Why don't they have the vehicle? Why don't they have the ATVs? Why don't they have the, the, the tools that they need right. to get the job done? But then even worse, Glenn, is this. They apprehend the illegal crossers. They get put into a processing center and then they're released. Right. So we put all of our men and women in the harm's way just to release, it's gotta stop. Well, you know, and again, that has gone down quite a bit since the wall's starting to That's be right. built. That, I mean, it's, you know, say what you will about the archaic wall as the liberals say, but it works. Yep. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, another, we, we, I interviewed a couple border patrol guys and another problem is a lot of the guys will come over, the illegal aliens will come over in a group of 50 to 100 get on the American side, sit down and call them, say, come get us, because they know they're going to come and get processed and they're going to get kicked loose somewhere downtown Phoenix. Yeah. And given a court date, and the majority of them like, court date, I don't need this. That's you right. know, I'll never show up for that. So it's a way to get into the country without having to run through the Sonoran Desert to get into the interior. It's dangerous. It's an invasion. Yeah. Yeah. You can't allow your country to be invaded. Mm -hmm. Uh, and, and, and here's the numbers, over 60,000 deaths a year due to opioids, uh, heroin, fentanyl. You've got over, uh, Phoenix, Arizona is the kidnapping capital of the country, Human number country. one in yeah. the country. Number two in the world next to Mexico City. Hmm. So you're talking about a situation where uh, it's the, the human element here is very dangerous. Now, I, we haven't had a chance to talk about coronavirus either. That, so that, that's, the, that's the elephant. We're warm enough to that. Yeah. yeah I, I, I know that um, 
it's kind of nice to talk about something other than coronavirus. So, mm -hmm. you know, yeah, the, yeah. The, well, you know, before we get into coronavirus, yeah. what I want to know, Daniel, is um, you're elected. What's your first thing? What is, what is going to be your first idea, your, your goal? Well, we have to bring manufacturing back to the United States quickly. The United States should be self-dependent, self-reliant. And I have, in my business dealings, I, I know how China works. These people are sharp. Mm -hmm. They're good. And they've been working for a long time. They have a, China has what's called a 100-year plan. A lot of people don't know this, but China is not working in phases of four-year cycles or eight-year cycles. They have figured out the vulnerabilities of the United States, and they're attacking it. That's what we're witnessing right now, by the way. And what we need to do is, is we need to take away the source of money. We've got to make the United States self-dependent, self-reliant. If we do not do this and we do not do it quickly, uh, we're going to have significant ramifications for our children. So we have to bring manufacturing. Arizona's a beautiful spot for it, by the way. That's what's so nice is that when the states can become competitive against each other, mm -hmm. Arizona's going to dominate. We have that corridor uh, between Phoenix and Tucson, as an example. You've got that corridor between Prescott and Phoenix. Yeah. It's just beautiful land, ready to go. Yeah. Uh, so we need to bring manufacturing back here in the states, and um, we have to do it quickly. But I can tell you, I wasn't joking around. As soon as I swear in, I'm getting back here to Arizona as immediately and we have to plant myself down at the border. I think we need a senator's presence down there until the job is done. Uh -huh. uh, we need someone's. We need someone that's going to um, have tenacity until that job is completed. Uh, so I, I look forward to doing that day one. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. So um, well, let's get into Corona a little bit. Mm -hmm. So before, uh, it seemed like every time I turned around, I saw Daniel at, yeah. a, at, a, at an event, and then all of a sudden, you know, we went into a shutdown. Um, and we lost, you know, we shut the country down for a specific reason, the way I understand it, Daniel, and that was to allow our medical community the chance to get ahead of the game. Yep. That this, this virus was, was a, you know, a killer, and that we needed to make sure our hospital beds were available. We put up tents, we brought ships in, we got re ventilators. I mean, when the president put his, the American power and focus into preparing for this pandemic. I mean, we, we literally move mountains. We have so many ventilators now, we yeah. don't know what to do with right? <laughs> yeah, I right. mean, we're giving them to Mexico and other countries. <laughs> and, but uh, it just, it shows what the American people can do when they gel and when they have leadership. Yeah. And, that, and, and that leadership was exemplatory, in my opinion, by our president during that month. Mm -hmm. But then all of a sudden, uh, that month went by and the ship sailed out and the tents went down and the states were still locked down. And I, I don't understand that, your, your, your view. Yeah, this is, um, this is the biggest attack, um, the most sophisticated attack that we've ever dealt with in American's history in terms of, if you would look at it in context of an attack, it's the most complex attack we've ever dealt with. The left has weaponized a a virus uh, to push their agenda. And I saw the writing on the wall. It's kind of a curse, right? Because when you, when you know things are happening as they're happening, it sounds like a good thing until you're living through it. Mm -hmm. Because it immediately when I came out, and you follow my stuff a little bit, but I immediately came out and said, this is bad. The lockdowns need to stop immediately. And the reason I did that so quickly was because all I did was I used the math that they gave us 
if you, if you said to me, Daniel, I want to do a business deal with you, the first thing I want to do is break down the math, right? Mm -hmm. So I do that instinctively. Well, I looked at the math that they gave us. They said, okay, the spread rate on this is three. So if I have it, I'm going to give it to three people on average, right? And they told us that the first reported case was in November. Okay, well, if you just say every five days, new symptoms are going to show themselves, present themselves, it's going to go from three to nine to 27. You just do that every five days. So if you reverse engineer the numbers that they gave us, it told us that before they even started the shutdowns, the spread would have been tens of millions. Right. Okay, that cat's out of the bag. You can't, you, there's nothing you can do to stop a virus. Viruses are every single year, they, they mutate, they, there's nothing you can do. And coronavirus, by the way, is the same virus strand that the common cold is. Mm -hmm. So the challenge is, is that you're never going to stop it once the spread rate's that far. So I knew that the measures were, frankly, in error. And I knew that the shutdowns, other than, like you said, immediately to get the hospitals prepared, that made sense, right? The first couple of weeks, right. okay, let's get the hospitals prepared. But it doesn't make sense to go on for that long unless there's another agenda. Well, let's talk about what that other agenda is. What is the left trying to do here? They're gonna attack their favorite things. They're gonna go after the energy sector. Mm -hmm. One of the things that I found amazing for your audience, listen to this, <laughs> immediately, as soon as the shutdown started, they hired scientists to start measuring data for the environment. Well, why did they do that? Right. So now they can say, oh my goodness, after two months of a shutdown, we can save the planet, right? right? With no pollution in this. Mm -hmm. So they already are starting that <laughs> argument where they're saying that the, the United States is gonna be better off if we don't drive cars, if we don't drive airplanes, if we stay indoors, An right? AOC dream. Yeah, it's yeah. a dream, it's yeah. a dream world. So you got the energy sector. Yeah. Let's talk about the healthcare sector. How long, it's been your entire life yeah. that the left has been going after the healthcare sector. You bet. Okay. So now think about it. They, they have put themselves in a position where they've almost controlled the healthcare sector without controlling it. Yeah. They didn't even have to take it over the way that we thought they were going to. They took it over a completely different way. So you've got the healthcare sector. And then lastly, the schools. Kid, children now are working sometimes. They're going to be, the future of schools is this. You'll have children in schools part-time. You'll have them at home a lot of the time. And what that means is, is that teachers are going to be inside your home. Mm -hmm. Administrators are going to be inside your home now. Where they weren't before, where, you could, where they can, yeah. yeah. So we'll we'll see how this all works out. And and, and what the big thing you you didn't talk about was the economy. Look what it did oh, to yeah. our economy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're we're sitting here with the best economy that I've seen, and yeah. pretty much my again, I've been around the sun a few times here, sure. Daniel, and I've seen a lot of economies, but this is just like it's incredible. And you know, it was shut down, and I think that it was you know for a reason shut down, but you know, till we got a hold of everything, like the president said, but then they're slow to bring it back. And you know, uh, when it comes to election time, what's the motto? It's the economy, stupid. That's right. right. In the, so in the communist left, I mean, I think it's, poor, it's imperative that we call it for what it is. Mm -hmm. The left, the fringe left or the far left, whatever you want to call them now have the majority of the party. And these are individuals that believe that a collective society that is, that is around everywhere in the world except for the United States, China, Russia, Canada, South America. Mm -hmm. These are mostly socialist, if not full communist countries. Yeah. We're the only ones. Yeah. So what they're doing is, is 
crumbling us from within, if they can devalue our dollar, if they can break our society from within, then we will accept communism and socialism. Uh, same as uh, we've been fighting, you've been fighting this fight, we've been fighting oh, yeah. it, it's Absolutely. no different. So. But you know, uh, I, you know I, when you were saying that, I keep on thinking back, you know, I, I remember John F. Kennedy, mm -hmm. and the party of John F. Kennedy is long gone. That's right. I mean, we see what has happened, and even I watch uh, um, Joe Biden and, you know, stumble through his campaign speeches. And I know darn well that there's a bunch of sources behind him yeah. saying, let's, let's elect Joe so we can run the country yeah. because he's just going to be a figurehead. And, oh, and yeah. it's, it's, I mean, it's so darn obvious. You know, I, I'm thinking that the people who are going to vote Democrat just absolutely hate Trump. And there's not going to be, you know, um, the people who support Trump are actually going to be there. We need to be looking at our, our, um, the people in the middle of the line are, are independents. Yeah. Because that's really who's going to elect the next president. That's going to be who's going to elect the, the uh, senators, right? Yeah, yeah. Martha, this is a great example of why this race is so important. Martha's dragging him down. In Arizona, she's a, an anchor to Trump because she was an anti-Trumper. Mm -hmm. She can try to polish herself up, but it doesn't work. Her policies and what she advocated for previous to Trump Everyone knows what they are. Right. So we're in a unique spot where it almost, like I said, it's we don't have a, a down ticket that's lifting the president up. We will once we get past this primary. In my opinion, Glenn, I think the Democrat Party has to be broken. I mean, literally decimated. My job is as soon as you guys get me past this primary, I'm going to break that party. They can dump as much money as they want into this race. It will not matter. One, just like Bloomberg. You remember what happened to him? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I will take that Marxist, Mark Kelly, and I will break his candidacy so fast. It will be, you guys will be so proud. You're going to put him in orbit oh, again? Yeah, yeah. He, he's going to want to go to space. Mark my words. He'll want to go to space. Yeah. And I would never go to space on your tax dollars, by the way. I would never do that. I would only do it on my dime. Yeah. So. so what do you say, uh, Daniel? You know, the president's come back and said that he supports Martha. Yeah. And, um, I mean, political move, obviously, your yeah. opinion. Uh, he supported John McCain. He supported Mitt Romney. Uh, he's, he has a, a job to do in Washington, D.C., and I would never hold that against that man. Yeah. I mean, he's got... I can't imagine what goes on in that White House on a daily basis. In a Senate seat, there's 33 of them up per year. One-third of the Senate seats are up per year. I'm sure he's not worried about Arizona. He's got Mitch McConnell barking in his ear. He's got to do what he's got to do. When we get past this primary, I look forward to sitting down with him, uh, reinforcing America first nationalism the way it should be. And, and again, we're gonna get we're gonna get back to winning. Um, the president gave us our identity back. What I want to see for my kids is long after President Trump. Mm -hmm. I want to see what the human potential is here in the United States. I want to see how much potential the United States has. I want to challenge the United States to go to the furthest heights possible. Let's break communism once and for all especially in this country. At mm -hmm. least let's break it in this country. Let's get past this idea of this utopia that doesn't exist. Mm -hmm. And I, I think, again, I think there's an opportunity here like we've never had in Arizona. I, I, I'm happy that it's me, but I'm just filling the vacuum that everyone knows exists. Right. We're looking for that Barry Goldwater constitutional conservative again. We need that representation in D.C. Arizona's known for it, so... Um, well, getting back to his support, isn't that commonplace for a president to support the Republican senator when they're running? I mean, I, you know, again, 
looking back at the different campaigns, and you just pointed that out, I think that's pretty normal. I think that uh, uh, if uh, Daniel McCarthy wins a primary, that, that yeah. support will go will shift real quick, right? Yeah, so, I'm not I too, mean, yeah. yeah. I'm not, I think the president will be very happy. Yeah, exactly. and, and I think also, like you said, I think um, with Martha specifically, mm -hmm. you know, I didn't do myself any favors because I had to run a very unorthodox campaign, right? So I did things very tactically different than what they wanted me to do to showcase myself as a viable candidate. I did it intentionally. I didn't want to look like that. I want Mark and Martha beating each other up for as long as possible. Mm -hmm. I think when it's done, I think people will be really proud of the way we've done it. And like I said, the president has a lot on his plate. My race, and by the way, reminder to the audience too, she was appointed. Mm -hmm. She didn't win. Mm -hmm. you know, so she was appointed to this seat after she lost the other seat. And so this is a special election. It's not like I'm uh, splitting, the, there's a primary. Yeah. It's just Martha and I in the primary. One of us have to win to move on to the general election, so. Well, why do you think she doesn't want to debate you, Daniel? I, 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 I've gotten into several conversations online with, even with, uh, uh, well, one-sided conversation, my, my comments on <laughs> Kelly Ward's site, you know. Yeah. And, uh, um, you know, there's all kinds of reasons and people are spitting these things out. What's your take on it? Well, it depends on how far you want me to go down this rabbit hole. <laughs> <laughs> I think on the, sur on the surface, uh, yeah, it, yeah on, on, on the surface, Martha can't debate me. In the moment in time she steps on the stage, she'll she'll end up voting for me or crying going off the stage. It'll be brutal. I mean, it'll be bad. And that's not an offense to her, but I love her service. Thank you, anyone that served in the military. But if you're going to get on stage with someone who's fighting for their family, I, I feel like I'm fighting for survival. Mm -hmm. And that's a dangerous position for a guy that, mm -hmm. frankly, uh, I'm used to presenting to large groups many times over. Mm -hmm. So the, the challenge she's gonna be dealing with is as soon as she steps on stage, from the moment she steps on stage, I'm gonna own mm -hmm. that time. I'm gonna make it look like she's not only, doesn't stay, she doesn't deserve to be on the stage with me, that she's incapable of being your guys' senator. I'm gonna argue points like you've never seen before. So the challenge is, is that she knows that. They've done enough research to know like, man, we can't, it's like putting a lamb out. I mean, don't, yeah. don't do it. Yeah. Um, that's on the surface. The deeper issue is, is that even if she knows she's going to lose in a debate, why wouldn't she take the time? My gosh, I mean, you could at least save face with, with the base of the party and right. say, hey, I tried. Yeah. You know, I at least defended myself. That's the right thing to do. Well, I think, you know, again, personal opinion here, and I try to keep away my personal opinions okay. on my show. But, <laughs> you know, I think as a voter, um, I want to see the two candidates face to face so that I can make that best decision yeah. on who I'm going to vote for in the primary. And I'm not saying I would vote for Martha, or I'm not gonna vote for Daniel, but I wanna hear the issues, and I wanna compare the two and make that intelligent decision. Absolutely. Uh, and, and you know, um, I, got, I got reamed the other day on Facebook because <laughs> I said it's un-American, not the debate, but it really is. It I is. mean, it's part of our system, Daniel, yeah. that, that, that way we have an informed ba voter base, and um, it makes us stronger. Absolutely. Competition makes you stronger. That, Even if, if she's not going to get away with not debating Mark. Right. Right. So, so you, you think by bypassing me, it, and it's not a good idea. Yeah. Uh, if anything, competition makes you stronger. I've offered $25,000 uh, to the charity of her choice to debate me, mm -hmm. uh, which I'll, I'll give that money anyways. But the moral of the story is, is that I've, I've offered to give $25,000 for her to debate. I've offered her to have the, the audience, her audience. She can pack the deck. Yeah. 
She can do it on her format. I don't care. I want to know why she voted the way she voted. I want to know why she voted to expand the Federal Department of Education with SB 1177. I want to know why she voted yes on Obama spending. There's certain things I need to know. Mm-hmm. And I think what, what happens is, is frankly, when you don't debate, if you, if you don't, um, it, it makes you look really bad. And it's, it's, it's a transparency, I don't like it's a transparency yeah. issue, right? It's bad, I mean, there's a lot, of, a lot of stuff out there that, you know, maybe no. you want to let the voters know why. Yeah, it's sad. Uh, yeah, anyway. I think she wants to lose, though. Yeah. So just so you know, I mean, that's why I, I'm caught, because in my, my theory is, and I've said this publicly, I know this is, again, this is kind of a theory. Mm-hmm. My theory is that she's an infiltrator. Mm-hmm. She, she gave up a House seat that's really hard to get for a Republican. She's already lost one Senate seat. She's appointed to the next one. It looks to me like she might be an infiltrator mm. because actions speak louder than words. And the actions are, she's doing everything in her power to turn the state royal blue. Now, a couple of years ago, someone may say, I'm kind of crazy for that theory. But let me ask you a question. Where did she come from? Mm-hmm. I've been here for 17 years. I've been, fo- I've been involved with politics the entire time. Where did she come from? Mm-hmm. I want to know, did John McCain have anything to do with helping turn the state blue because I know right now the McCain family support in Biden. Is that right? That's why I understand. So there's a lot of unanswered questions and I want to know if we actually have an infiltrator that's actually come into our party to turn our state blue, which by the way has happened in Colorado. Yeah. It's happened in Virginia. And don't think that's far-fetched no. because the liberals will do anything Absolutely. they can to flip these states. It's, it's, it's a dirty game. It is. You know? It's nasty. I had to and, take I, a and I'm not going to say that she's an infiltrator. I'm not going <laughs> to put that out Come there. On. But yeah, but I mean, it's a theory, though. When you hear, uh, I remember she said at one time McCain was her mentor. That's was right. Is that not true? That's exactly right. So again, I'm not trying to bash Martha. I want her to come on the show because I want to talk to her and, yeah. and ask her questions. Don't get me wrong. And I certainly will be you know, respectable. But um, when I hear those kind of things, I see... No Second Amendment uh, things and red flags. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. you know? I mean, but not the Second Amendment red flags, but real red flags. So. Yeah, her voting oh, record is a liberal voting record. No. So she has a twenty percent Freedom Index score right now. Mm-hmm. Her and Kirsten Cinema's Freedom Index score are the same. Twenty mm-hmm. percent. Yeah. yeah, that's dangerous. So, so COVID hit, and uh, you've done a lot of things online. And for the folks that are watching this. Uh, your website and your Facebook site is? Uh, DemandDaniel.com. If you go to DemandDaniel.com, you will find all of our platform. Find out how to help. We need help. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have, again, about 45 days before early ballots hit the mail. And this is a word-of-mouth campaign. The only way we're going to win is in Yavapai County and obviously outside of Maricopa County that we carry big numbers. Mm-hmm. We, need our, we need the constitutional conservatives to understand that I know you've been lied to. I know you've been fed a lot of different things over the years. Um, I'm one of you. We have to pull big numbers out here. And if we do, we can win this election. If you propel me past Martha, we win. Um, uh, My Facebook is, uh, I think it's Demand Daniel AZ. Backsplash, I don't, I don't know how the back... Yeah, all that technical stuff. Demand Daniel. Demand Daniel. You'll come up. You'll find (laughs) me. You'll find me. Google Demand Daniel. The demand, by the way... Uh, from a marketing perspective, I, I just want to share this with you guys uh, because a lot of your audience knows me or they may have heard me. Now you know me anyways. Uh, demand happened organically. It, it really, I got to tell you that the demanddaniel.com is something I've owned for a long time. I, 
I actually used to hold my, um, my bio on that website. And when I was deciding to get into this race, um, people started to use it because that's all that was out there on me was demanddaniel.com. So I've owned this domain for a long time. I'd never intend on, uh, you know, running. <laughs> I didn't think it, I didn't think it'd be involved in the Senate race in right. 2020. But so with that said, it's it's really not about me. It's time for us to demand that our government's taken back. It's time for us to demand that we have the Constitution respected again. The rule of law has been completely abandoned. There's a two-tier justice system in this country. It has to end. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's I, I look forward to, like I said, using the power of a senator's seat to 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 get things. As much as I'll do everything in my power to fight for you guys. You, you talk about the two-tier justice system. I mean, we're seeing that today with the General Flint case and all the people that were, you know, the, the illegal FISA courts or, you know, the warrants. And, and um, you know, Daniel, I, I believe none of these guys are ever going to face a judge and none of them are going to. If I did that, though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Glenn. <laughs> you, you wouldn't know Glenn Martin. It would be gone. You I know? assure you, so, you would be. Yeah. You would be in cops. I guarantee that. <laughs> yeah, no, it's bad. No, it is. It's bad. I, you know, I mean, there's so much uh, illegal activity. I mean, even just going back to the what were the thirty-three thousand emails that were, oh. you know, bleach bitted and after having a warrant for them, um, and nothing happens. It's right. like, it's like the days of the Nixon trial that would never exist again. I mean, Nixon, if it was today. Nixon would probably get away oh, yeah. with, with what he did. It's every day and, now. And, and now, I mean, it's blatant. It, it happened in the last, uh, in the last uh, administration. And yeah, we're raising hell about it, but that's not going to get us anywhere legally. So again, where's that justice? Where's that, you know, that blindfolded uh, judicial system? Um, I think that's why a race like this and races like this across the country are so important. The only way we're going to take this country back is that we realize that we have a, a republic. Yeah. And if you don't send representation, the proper representation, this is what happens. Mm -hmm. One senator has subpoena power. One senator can do a lot of things. Mm -hmm. And that's why they're working so hard against me. I mean, I know you've seen... I mean, oh, I, I, I remember when you were trying to buy Mexico or some stupid thing like <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. And I'm thinking, well, this guy must be a threat. Yeah, because yeah. When, when the media says, you know, he's trying to buy Mexico for... I'm like, oh, yeah, right. Yeah, right. <laughs> So, you know, again, those little red flags that go yeah. up, um, uh, that was uh, a crazy time as well. And yes. Of course, it's not true. No. But, um, you know, uh, uh, yeah, they'll, it, it, politics are dirty and they'll do whatever they can to uh, weasel their way in. Yeah. And, and, and turn this country into the social, socialist utopia that they so dream about every day. That's right. That's exactly right. We're in it's the a fight. It, it, and, you know, Daniel, is something you said the other day and resonated with me again is this isn't just a physical fight. This is a spiritual fight. Absolutely. You know, this is, this is literally good against evil. Without a moral society, our founders said that without moral representation, we will, our society will cease to exist. And it's okay to have this conversation. I don't know what happened with the Christian faith that it's been made into corny or whatever it is. Listen, I, I take so much wisdom from Scripture that it's unparalleled. I mean, I, I've read countless books. Glenn, there was a time when I read a book a week mm -hmm. uh, in my business career. I mean, I'm an avid reader. And there is nothing like Scripture. There's nothing that comes close. We, it's okay for us to challenge our politicians and say, 
where where does this person stand morally? Mm -hmm. No one's perfect. Right. Okay, I'm, right. I'm not suggesting. Trust me, I'm not in a glass house. Okay, mm -hmm. I'm just saying that it, it's times like these that we need people that are grounded in good faith. Mm -hmm. It's uh, I'm a non-denominational Christian. That's that's important to me. Um, I'm not a I'm not a preacher though, Glenn. I'm not. Uh, trust me, yeah. I say bad words, yeah. and behind closed doors, I'm a pretty rough guy, okay? Yeah. But the thing is, is that it's okay for us to say, you know what, it's time that we have that type of representation. Mm -hmm. uh, we need moral people that say the same things behind closed doors as they say in public. Mm -hmm. I think that's what attracted people to Trump. We don't want perfection anymore. Right. We're not looking for people that are trying to be perfect. Right. Um, so I don't think I could have ran this race four years ago. Um, the timing's right for a guy like me to step in. I'm hungry. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm fighting for the survival of my family. Mm -hmm. I have four kids. Yeah. So I will do anything in my power to protect them. The same if they're your kids or your grandkids. So uh, please give me this opportunity. I, I'm asking for your vote. Yeah. Sure. Great. Well, is there, you know, I'm going to just go ahead and wrap it up with sure. that because I think that was uh, a call by the heart to say, you know, uh, consider Daniel and and hopefully we'll have a debate someday. I don't think that's going to happen, <laughs> but, you know, we'll keep on pushing. And the folks that are listening to this, you might want to, you know, send emails to uh, McCarthy, or not McCarthy, but to McSally. McSally. The wrong Mick. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of Mick's in this. A lot of Mick's in this, in this place, but uh, to McSally. And to the Republican headquarters, you know, email uh, Kelly Ward. She's got a lot of juice that she can, you know, maybe arrange something like that. Let our feelings be known. Yeah. Uh, don't be shy, I think, is the main thing, you know. And uh, get involved because um, this is a serious race. I mean, I keep hearing that all the time, you know. This is a serious race. we got to win. we got to win. But when we look at Mark Kelly today and uh, what he stands for, he's a progressive socialist. Some people say communist, but, you know, I'll go with the socialist. Sure. Uh, um, He's a real threat. He's a real threat on our freedoms. He's a real threat on our Second Amendment, that's for sure. Yep. And he's a real threat on uh, on the president's agenda of making America great. They want to go backwards. I saw the other day where Biden wants to uh, kill the uh, all the pipelines, you know. We've, we've yep. become energy independent. That's not a good program with the Democrats. You know, we want to be reliant on, you know, Saudi oil again. I don't know who's got their fingers in what there, but... Uh, <laughs> Uh, to, to say that we're going to go backwards is just unacceptable. For us conservatives, at least. Yeah, we're not going backwards. And it, I'm, I assure you, it does not matter how much Bloomberg money he has. Yeah. You propel me past this primary, I will break that party in Arizona. The Democrat Party will not come back. It'll be a different form when I'm done with that race. We will break them. Well, we're starting to get to the point where we can start assembly again. Yes. And 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 we are and I was at one of your assemblies and it was done uh, within the CDC guidelines. I mean, everybody was separated and but we did have about forty people that that yep. listened to you and some other the candidates. So I know you'll be on the out and about. Yes. Do you, your next engagement, speaking engagement. Do you have that lined up yet? You know, I I don't even know what I'm doing tomorrow. Oh, gotcha. But. <laughs> Wherever they tell you to that's go, right. Right? I just go where they tell me to go. I know Tanya. Where are you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> Tanya's his campaign manager. She's a she's my connection yes. to uh, to uh, to schedule you. But uh, well, we'll we'll take a look at it and ask her, and maybe we can put that on, Please. tag that on the, on this interview. So with that, Daniel, thank you so much. You're the man. I appreciate uh, your time and your energy and and your uh, devotion to our country, and uh, wish you much life. Thank you, sir. Take care. Thank you. Thank you.